Excuse me, what is going on here? But first we're going to make a little detour. So absurd, so questionable. Yeah, I guess we're just the weirdos. Expect the detour. Okay, so for our steady and loyal viewership, they might notice that we weren't able to upload this past week. Do we want to give an excuse and a reason why maybe that didn't happen, why we missed a week? I think that's best. Yeah. Because um, we haven't missed a week yet. We've been very consistent. We're, yeah, yeah it's we're good very to be consistent. transparent. It's good. We, <laughs> go get ahead of what the tabloids mm-hmm, might say, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, it's going to be on shelves probably by the end of this week. Yeah. yeah. Alan's going to have 15 articles written oh by, my gosh, about him in the New York Times. <laughs> they never stop. This fuel for the flame, but... Well, it was it was the fourth, um, so I was uh, celebrating how how my family does every year at the nine eleven memorial. <laughs> is there okay? Let me ask you this: Did that start at a certain time, or is it just conveniently where that tragedy happened? We've always spent the fourth, and you know, in in the building close by. So yeah, <laughs> after after nine eleven, it just it just made sense. Yeah, you're like. This is such a tradition, but now it feels weird. Yeah, <laughs> we were going to get a get hot dogs to stand out in front of the building. You know, for your fourth, one of your Fourth of July traditions is to make airplane noises, mm-hmm. and that I bet that's kind of awkward. Fourth of July, you get a lot of looks. <laughs> we're also into drones. Yeah, so um, yeah, they're they they tend to get shot down. Yeah, um, yeah. people think, oh, he's a it's a statement. Yeah. Al-Qaeda. No, it's just your tradition. Y'all been doing that since 2000. Yeah, yeah. And, 2000. and people, people, they point at me and they go, are you Al-Qaeda? And I go, no, I'm Alan. <laughs> Close. You just think they, they misunderstood yeah, the yeah. name. Okay. Conveniently, conveniently, your name in my phone is Talon Ban Darnell. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> that is convenient for this situation right that now. Really, that really... <laughs> Very convenient, very convenient. <laughs> I got to make some calls. <laughs> yeah. You got to do some damage control. All right, Evan, what, what was your excuse? I don't know this is a team effort, what we do here, yeah, but no. individually, <laughs> we, we like should to, have We excuses. like to place blame, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, who, who's the most to blame here for not uploading this past week? Well, we're all staunch, uh, staunch Americans. Patriots, yeah. yeah. We take patriotism to the extreme. Oh, and gosh. we really go all out for the fourth, and it's really sacred to us. So kind of what we did is we rounded up a bunch of people. <laughs> we? We. No, 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 As, no, no. Let's get this, let's get this pronoun right here. In the world of <laughs> pronouns and correct usage of them, let's get this pronoun right. Me and my you. family. Okay, okay. Me and my family. Um, we rounded up a bunch of people, and um, we did basically a mass, I don't want to call it cyber bullying campaign okay. towards <laughs> anyone yeah. British, um, okay. oh, but we okay. did go on to every forum we could think of and just spew hatred towards British people. Yeah. Talking about how we, you know, we, we whooped their butts and mm-hmm. we could do it again if It was we like a football. To. It was like a football yeah. game. It was yeah. basically that. Basically, yeah. And there were announcers and everything, but it, there was a lot of trash talk back and forth between me and all these Brits. What's it, some of the things that you would that you would say to them? Just to, just to get, them, get them all mad. Or they would say a tizzy. Uh, yeah. Mm. I'd get, get them in a tizzy. tizzy. Get a bit miffed, you know? <laughs> I don't know how you take British people seriously. Yeah. They sound like cartoon characters. Yeah, yeah is it an, an entire country full of butlers? It's because that's, <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of what it seems like. Anytime I hear him speak, I'm like, yeah, but you're gonna get me a water. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I said light ice. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, we don't have we actually don't have any British listeners. So I'm hoping this cracks cracks that <laughs> yeah, yeah that demographic for us. Um, yeah, but basically the biggest one we'd spread is uh, 1776 is the year the year that the world really started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, all yeah. pre-recorded history is trash. We should, we should yeah, burn definitely, it, definitely. Um, and it honestly holds no value. So anything 1776, mainly in America, um, is really the only history that we care about. Yeah. Okay. That's that's good. That's one. And then they had this thing called Big Ben, but it's really not that big. It's not, and it, it's, it's not a even a person. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. It's like why you even name it. So look at any of our buildings. Pretty much any building we have is bigger it's than bigger Big Ben mm-hmm. and yeah. better. Like yeah. why are they going to call it Big Ben? But it's like pretty mediocre. 
They yeah. have weird names for foods. Yeah. Call like, cookies biscuits. That's disgusting. It's a cookie. Fish and chips. I mean, Fish that's, and that's, it's fries. Call, fri- it a, call it fries. fries. Listen, they eat beans for breakfast. They, yeah. Gosh, no wonder they lost. They are malnourished. Beans. <laughs> They go, they wake up. They go, mm, I had, I don't know a British term for sleeping, but it's probably a, a nighty night sleep. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. Tuesday, we're having beans after the nighty night sleep. <laughs> I went to Noddington Town and now we always got to go to hospital. <laughs> I will cut my flat. body don't have vitamins. <laughs> I don't know why I've been eating coal since I was five. <laughs> Get roasted, Britain. That's what. Yeah. That's this is for 1776. This is right for there. America. Yeah. Clean up your act. We're on to you about Princess Die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm come out and say it, but Brexit. I think everybody else was hoping they would exit. Yeah, they didn't. They're still there. Pendulous yeah, we've already had our Brexit. <laughs> yeah. We worked out worked out well 1776. for us, 1776. That was that was United States Brexit mm-hmm. right there. God, God bless America. You know what Big Ben I think about? Ben Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real Big Ben. That's a hardworking blue-collar American. It epitomizes what America's about. Just winning and being big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because of all that, we weren't able to upload. We were busy celebrating what America's about. Just conquering countries, taking their oil, planting flags. All around winning. God, just... just it's, it's tough winning. How do you upload a podcast and mm-hmm. why you're winning so much? Mm-hmm. We were so... America was so good at our Earth things... Mm-hmm. We had to go to space. We went to the yeah. moon. To we were like, moon. all our all our worlds have been conquered here. God. Yeah, we We've got, got to the moon we've got and we said, flag. Eh, it's kind of lame. It's we were bored of it. Yeah, so we, we said, let's go we're everywhere gone. else. I bet I bet Neil Armstrong. I, I know his famous line was "small step for man, large leap for mankind." Famous line. I bet you. He wanted to say, I wish there were some Nazis up here so we could beat them up here, yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Preach. Well, all right. There we go. The most patriotic introduction to questionable detour I think we've ever mm-hmm. had. Yeah. And we're all three Canadian. So, um... <laughs> e? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what's the boot. <laughs> All right, well, welcome to Questionable Detour. Let's do some hypotheticals. Dave, can I pose a somewhat abstract, purely hypothetical question? I guess I I want to apologize for asking a hypothetical question. Well, that's a hypothetical question. All right, so we like to talk about how we have such a, a large, robust following. Yeah. Not that our listenership or a bunch of large people they might be though they could be and we're okay with that too joseph writes hello questionable detour got stuck going to the movies with friends to watch a boring movie it got me wondering it got me wondering what you guys it got me wondering what you guys while you're at the movies okay (laughs) joseph doesn't sound like he has a firm grasp on the english language spell check joe (laughs) (laughs) it got me wondering what you guys do while you're at the movies. Anyway, keep up the good work, Joseph. Well, Joseph, you sound very... You sound like a fun guy complaining about having friends and going to do stuff with your friends. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wish I knew what it was like to have yeah, friends. gosh. Just a positive influence in my life. We talk extensively about how we're all contractually obligated to be <laughs> yeah. here, so... I, I, mere acquaintance. I get nothing emotionally from these two. Yeah. I just want to point that out. All right, what do y'all do? What do y'all do with movie theaters? Movie theaters have become less of a, uh, a cultural thing because of COVID and everything streaming, but people still go to the movies. I love going to the movies. Yeah. What, do y'all, what, do y'all, what do y'all do with the movies to... I gotta say the first thing I do is anytime anyone in the movie or even the trailers start in the trailers um, cracks a joke and there's no response from the crowd, no laughter or anything, just say, oh, that guy sucks. <laughs> just scream it out of the top of your lungs. Wait, if the person in the, on the movie on the screen cracks a yeah, joke? Yeah, and it, yeah, and it's not funny. Yeah. Then, and no one laughs in the theater. You just go, ah, oh, that sucked. Do you that expect to get laughs from? Oh, for sure. It'll, it'll break the room apart. <laughs> They'll all be dying laughing. They'll pay you the money that they paid to go to the theater. They'll divert those funds to you because nice. you were the only entertainment that they saw. This happens to you? 
Every you, you, every movie I go into a packed theater, you go in. There's some somebody cracks a joke in the movie. It you know a little lackluster that didn't hit the joke, and you just you you ridicule them. Yeah, you react to pretty much anything that happens on the screen too. Do you, you don't stop there. Do you also start cracking up, dying laughing at weird moments in the movie where it wasn't a joke? Yeah, like <laughs> anytime somebody mom dies yeah, or something, yeah, like somebody is dying from cancer and you're like you just start laughing your head off and then when you look around and you find that nobody else is laughing you ridicule them for not getting the joke yeah Mm. exactly (laughs) and you're like oh my god it's just i guess it went over your head yeah (laughs) and uh just be that guy you want to be that guy in a movie theater so what if the movie's genuinely funny do you just pretend to be sad the whole time and cry well it's more of just like i'm acting like it sucks yeah i bet i bet it's a funny movie you went and saw step brothers something a Mm -hmm. funny movie and you were like i could do so much better than this yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) yeah you're like oh everybody's laughing you're just like it's not that great um (laughs) it's okay yeah you're like you stand up no i don't want to Blocked the view. Okay, well, no, I saw. I was in the same theater that Evan was in when we saw Step Brothers. Are you lying, Evan? We went together, but we sat a couple rows apart. (laughs) He did. You don't want to be seen with him. No, he definitely did stand up. (laughs) What did he do when he stood up? He was like, "Not that great, not that great." (laughs) I got a Step Brother. We're we're funnier. All right, I did lie to you. I do, I do stand up. Um, I was trying to be cool, trying not to make it look like I'm, you know, that cool of a person. But I do stand up in the theater, and I do look around. I make eye contact with everyone Oof, in the theater. That's awkward, dude. Yeah. That, yeah, I if you're laughing, what I'll happens make if eye they contact. try to avoid eye contact with you? You run and try to get into yeah, their line just... of sight. <laughs> you're like, hey, hey, it's it's not that funny. Which is, well, hey, stop laughing. I've done better. This is not okay. And then you know, you just kind of feed in, into it. Do you? <laughs> that must be difficult in a packed movie theater with seats to try mm-hmm. to get in the line of sight. You're <laughs> you're tripping over seats, yeah. falling over people, yeah. I'm spraying popcorn everywhere splashing out of people's laps you know <laughs> trying to get past them um drinks are spilling but i do what i have to do to make sure that people know that it's not that funny i say oh you should have read the book mm, that gets it i always yeah, get them yeah if you think movie, this is good yeah. <laughs> you went to step brothers and said yeah. you should have read the book yeah <laughs> just to seem like you're better mm-hmm. anything i can do to get a leg up on these people you any any situation that you really kind of get into you do seem like you force yourself to be the center of attention i wouldn't say that uh. <laughs> just the other day we me and you went to the dmv and we were in the long line of that government building and you said man it would suck if they saw my gun just to get everybody's attention that and i tried every number that they call i pretend like it's my number yeah. <laughs> um and i get to the lot top front of the line and i hand them the ticket you know and they're like this isn't the right number and i'm like well dang <laughs> So I go back and sit down. Happens every time they call the number. Um, do just, you laugh at them like they're joking, like you do in the movies? Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> like you said so a joke. <laughs> you turn around so. to the line of like, did you get it? Did yeah. you go get that joke? <laughs> the lady calls out like 21, and Evan's like, what'd you say, 45? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm next up. So I'm next. So I, I, I was there with you, and you tried to jump in and photobomb the ID pictures mm-hmm. of people getting their IDs renewed. Now that's good humor. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what it's what you do. Yeah. They're in front of that blue or green screen or whatever they take a picture of. You do like the little bunny ears behind mm-hmm. their head. And, yeah, that or I'll like kick them in the back of the kneecap so they fall to their knees and I'll just like stand yeah, you just, and, <laughs> you know, throw my face in there. So if they, decided to, if they decided to go back and add that DMV scene in Step Brothers, who's the, who's the guy or, or girl at the DMV counter? Probably Aziz Ansari. Okay, okay. That's a good pick. That's a, that's yeah. a good choice. And at the real DMV, you were upset that it wasn't an Indian person. You, I, it was a white person. You were like, you could, you could be more Indian, ma'am. I do prefer to be served by Indian people, but that's because they're just so hospitable and nice people, Gosh. and they they know how to get things done. Mm-hmm. And that's that's my promotion for India. We talk about a lot about India. We do. Yeah. Yeah. I I like India. I like Indians. <clears throat> Like more than you should, or or like a normal amount, like a fetish amount. Listen, I like Indians. Okay, um, I like the way that they look. Sure. Do I like the way that they feel? Also, sure. <laughs> That's my answer. Okay. Oh man, well, I'm glad we went from the movies to the DMV situation. <laughs> it's Joseph. There's what Evan does at the DMV. Oh. <laughs> if you're insecure, just. 
That's for free. Try to try to be the center of attention at all times to make yourself feel like you're important. Evan was so excited when we were like, let's do a podcast. You want to be on? He was like, I get to talk into a mic. People get to hear me nonstop. I get so frustrated when you two talk and I'm not talking. <laughs> He's like, like foaming at the mouth yeah. in front of the mic. You can't see it, but he, he's he's chomping at the bit to say something. You can't something. see it either, but he's holding up the give me a second finger every time we start talking. <laughs> yeah, I raise my hand like yeah. every like every time I stop talking, that immediately means my hand goes up. Um, All right, Alan, what do you do? What do you do to the movies? <sighs> to keep my trip to the movies from being just completely lackluster, I go and I buy a seat on every row. And about every five or so minutes, crawl on all fours to that next seat. <laughs> I'll crawl over people sometimes, you know, excuse me, pardon me, yeah, sorry yeah. I stuck my hand in your very large popcorn, you know, <laughs> crawl to my seat. I wait there for a couple minutes. I just, and then I move to the next one. I just like the viewing options. You like to get the mm-hmm. options, yeah. see what yeah. angle's better. You want and to see I the like to be angles. able to spend $240 <laughs> at the movies not get, or just in general? Not get any return on investment, just at, at the movies, okay. at the movies. I want to leave hungry, so I'm not spending that on snacks. I'm just spending it on seats. <laughs> Which is why you stick your hand in people's popcorn. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Quote, unquote, on accident. That's right, that's right. Because I can get it. <laughs> that's just financially <laughs> smart. <laughs> that's fiscally responsible. That's Bef- how you get that popcorn. Before we started recording, we talked about uh, Dave uh, Ramsey. We did. And his, the his, Ram. His, the Ram Man and like his financial advice. And I think Dave Ramsey would love... Mm-hmm. That advice of don't pay for popcorn, <laughs> sneak around yeah. in the theater and take it from people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pay for a ton of seats, yeah. but don't pay for popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> that's called financial responsibility. And what's cool is if you get in there ahead of time, maybe somebody's left their their half drank drink. Oh, oh free drink good, near yeah. your seat. I mean, if it's near your seat, it's yours. Yeah. So do you race the cleaning crew in there? Oh, yeah. You see people coming out and you're like, I got to get in there. What I do pushing. is I bring my own cleaning cart. Oh, oh you become nice. the cleaning cart. And I, I, I get a little momentum pushing that cart. I jump on it, beat them through the door. I am I am rolling. <laughs> you know how the movie theaters kind of go downhill a little bit. It's yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, of a decline. Yeah. That, that, that just helps me out. You're like running before me like, don't worry, I got this boy. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> He's that a random wearing... Person? <laughs> He's wearing an old old lady's apron. <laughs> he doesn't even look like I look a, like I look like a housekeeper. Room. I've got yeah. on the big rubber gloves. <laughs> Independent so, contractor. So basically <laughs> So basically by the next movie, the next time you know, this that movie at whatever time is done, you jump in front, you start cleaning, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. That next movie is time comes up and starts to play. It looks like you are a a, a rat getting ready for winter mm-hmm. in all yeah. your seats. Yeah. Just you have a bunch of loose popcorn and that's right, half drank drinks. If you're doing it right, you're starting from the top. You're working your way down to the bottom. You're going aisle by aisle. You're not lollygagging. You're getting you're getting your job done. Yeah. You should come out there with probably a probably a good Walmart bag full of popcorn. Like Jolly Ranchers, yeah, little Reese's Pieces. Oh, all of us have exited a movie and started stepping on all the leftover popcorn yeah, and candies yeah. on the ground. You've got you got the full fixings. Yeah, when you're <laughs> when you're there, it's convenient that you called it a rat's like nest because you do have s- scraps of cardboard that you stack in each seat too, in case you you make a mess and you can clean it up. That's right. So it's just loose cardboard scraps, uh, candy, mm-hmm. other. And so like what I'll do is I'll have like I'll I'll divide it up and I'll have like a popcorn seat up in the top. <laughs> oh, you separate it? Yeah, and then I've got like a... <laughs> after I get it all mixed in the bag, then I separate it into the cup holder. <laughs> so, so you're down at the bottom right, and you're you're eating some popcorn, or the top left, however you want to do it, and you go, man, I'm thirsty. So then you have to crawl over a mm-hmm. bunch of seats to yeah. get to the top yeah. to get your drink. Okay, it seems efficient. Sometimes if, I, if I'm feeling... You know, like I don't want to ruin a movie for a, a, another guest. I'll just, instead of crawling over them, I'll try and jump. So I just completely miss them all together. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, Alan, how do people usually handle your charades, your your strategy, I should say, at a, at a movie theater? I'm, I'm going to say they... they probably think it's okay that I'm going in there and picking up stuff. At first, they're probably like, wow, that's kind of a good dude. Mm. And then when they see me emptying it out into the cup holders, they're probably like, ah, <laughs> what sort of, what's what's his deal? Why shenanigans is he, are why, going why is he on doing here? that? Um, shenanigans then, are afoot. But by the time that I'm just crawling over them and jumping over them to get to my next seat, they're, they're not amused. <laughs> 
it's kind of a horror type scene of you just kind of animalistically jumping and mm-hmm. bounding about to get to your next seat. Yeah, yeah, it does. It works. It works really well in uh, in, in horror movies. Um, <laughs> I sort of provide jump scares where there are no jump scares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so the way I handle a theater, if y'all know me, and y'all do, I'm very charitable. I help out with a lot of charities. I I love helping the people that are down on their luck or, you know, didn't have the same, they weren't dealt the same cards I was. And I work for an organization that helps out deaf and blind children. Uh, And what I have started is a deaf and blind choir with these kids. We sing in a choir. We sing all the hit, you know, any kind of old Queen song, you know, ACDC, Metallica, with only 80 rocks. Mm-hmm. And now what I do is because these kids probably have never seen a movie, I take them to the movie theaters and what I do mid-movie, we, I'm sorry, Evan, <laughs> I kind of do, I kind of made fun of you for trying to take over and be the center of attention and it's, like, it's exactly <laughs> what I do. But here's the difference is I do it for the kids. You do it for yourself. So I take these deaf and blind children that, you know, haven't experienced much. I take them to the movies. And once the movie starts getting boring, I say, (laughs) clap. I say, let's go, kids. And we crawl over the seats and they're blind. They don't know where they're going. And we get to the front and we start singing our best hits. Hold on. Can I pause you right there? Yeah, I was going to bring something up, too. Yeah, go ahead. The deaf and blind kids, you clapped and said, come on, let's go. It it takes a minute to get them rounded up. You'd have to go around and do some tapping. Yeah, <laughs> it's not really you have to a be careful. You have to be go. careful with tapping, Evan, because they turn around and try to bite you. Uh, I mean, you could. I have them on leashes. That's really how I how I get them. So okay. <laughs> I was about to say because if you just stand there and say, "Okay, let's go," you'd have to stand there for I, a very it's long awkward because I walk down the front and I turn around and nobody's with me. So <laughs> I, now I'm just standing at the front. No, no, I've learned. I have them on leashes, so now it looks like I'm pulling a bunch of dogs that want to get away. Way. You know, you ever have a dog on a leash and it's trying to pull some other yeah. direction? It looks like that as I pull about 12 deaf and blind kids down to the front. And we start singing a song, you know, and people tend to stay. <laughs> they feel obligated to, <laughs> yeah. probably, right? Yeah, they're kind of like, we tried to watch uh, the new Indiana Jones movie, but now we feel bad for these kids. <laughs> Gotta stay and watch them. First, we were feeling bad that they got 80-year-old Harrison Ford out there. Now yeah, what's, we... <laughs> what's more sad? <laughs> and... Um, the kids are doing great, man. They sound they sound good. Their their voices are getting a lot better. I think you knew this was probably coming. What do they sound like? Um, have you ever heard a trumpet that's been muted? Like yeah. something stuck on the end of it. Yeah, yeah, the mute yeah. on the end of it, kind of like that. Okay. <laughs> now they sing. They sound great. They you don't know what song they're singing. We're still trying to still trying to help them out. <laughs> they've never even <laughs> heard the song they've that they're never, singing. So. They've never heard the song. The only thing they have done is come up and touch my lips while I sing it. <laughs> And um, I, <laughs> it's a weird thing to happen at the front of the movie theater is they're they're trying to figure out what song they're mm-hmm. singing. So I have twelve kids ar- gathered around me at the front of the movie, and they're just kind of touching on my face while I mouth the words to the song. <laughs> wow! And then you know we line them up. You know uh, some of them are facing the wrong direction. <laughs> you know, but. <laughs> Well, it sounds a lot like an acapella group where, you know, some kids are singing the word, some kids are doing the harmonies, some kids are doing the melodies. We have one kid, very rotund fellow, mm-hmm. deaf and blind, but does a great bass line. And he just, he can hit those low notes, hit, hit the low octaves. So, you know, you know how a lot of acapella groups have like an ironically funny name? <laughs> we're the Helen Killers. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Because we kill every event we're at. I, we do so well. The mood, maybe. The yeah. Mood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, <laughs> it's not great. We've been to a few jazz clubs where a lot of people are going on first dates. And uh, I don't think... I don't think a lot of those get a second date. <laughs> but, um, I mean, if y'all want to buy tickets, you know. Do we stuff. have to be, like, I want to participate. Do you have to be blind and deaf? To yeah, do you have to be blind and deaf. Now, you can volunteer for the Helen Killers and be their, be their face that they need to touch to learn music. Okay. So you you can volunteer and just stand in one place and let them touch all of your face while you mouth words to songs. Have you ever thought about Braille for the kids instead of your face? We're big on not reading. Okay. Are you that just wanting to like keep you. these kids solely dependent on you? <laughs> Do these kids have a heightened sense of smell? <laughs> 
they they did they do um we were at a gig just just last weekend i got booked for a bar mitzvah and uh we started singing and you know one of the kids you you, you heard him sniffing he sounded like a pug after it got done running and he's he asked me does you know garlic <laughs> And I told him, I said, Timmy, that's to keep the vampires away. <laughs> this is the rotund fella. This is the rotund. Why is every Timmy in your mind rotund? Just the way he talks, I'm yeah. rotund. And he was he, out of breath after running. He was the running. one that asked about food. Yeah. So. <laughs> Great baseline. Though. Great man can hit that low register so well. Now, is that why they're tugging at the leash so hard? Is because they're trying to sniff everything around them like a dog? It looks like I have trained bomb dogs in the airport. They're just kind of, they're kind of, they'll come up to you and sniff you. Just put their nose right on your shoulder and inhale about as hard. Your your shirt gets sucked up at like a vacuum. Is that cute or is that like? (laughs) I think it's for you to decide. (laughs) Okay, it's subjective. I've you know. I think it's adorable. Oh, I'm sure you do. I've I have a 12 month calendar with just pictures of them just (laughs) assaulting people. What month is uh, Timmy? (laughs) It's got to be a cold month because you don't want to be around him in the hot summer months. Sweats. (laughs) (laughs) My man got the meat sweats. (laughs) But you know, buy tickets. Helen, the Helen Killers are. We're gonna be at. But do you only perform in movie theaters, or do you do actual? No, no, we perform most places. Like like I said last week, we performed at a bar mitzvah. Oh, that's right. And just if I decide, if we happen to be at the movies, we'll also perform there. Just because if the movie's boring, the people need the people yeah. need entertainment. We give what the people want. I think sense. Joseph. And, you know, we don't know a ton about him, but I I think we we know that he doesn't like a boring movie. Yeah, I think I, he would rather listen to the Helen Killers. Yeah, he would he would appreciate Joseph. Keep going to movies. We might end up. You'll see us. You'll know it's us. It if you see a guy walk in with. <laughs> 12 kids attached to 12 different leashes and those kids are bouncing off walls like a fly in a house, you, you'll know it's the Helen Killers. <laughs> if you see 12 kids that look like they're the only senses they're relying on are touch and smell, <laughs> we're near. You've either found Zach and the Helen Killers or a guy that's releasing prison dogs to go find an escaped convict. <laughs> Gives me an idea for our Halloween costume. <laughs> but, I guess that those are your answers there. Yeah, yeah for Joseph. Yeah. You can either, I guess you could find 12 kids that are <laughs> yeah, deaf and blind. You could. They don't have to be deaf and blind when you find them, I don't think. <laughs> I think that's up to you. Oh, yeah. A sharp pencil will help you arrive to the conclusion that I've arrived. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there you go, Joseph. All right, what's the next hypothetical? All right, so the next hypothetical is how do you handle a home intruder in your house? We've talked a lot about intruding in other people's homes, but I don't think we've talked about yeah. what we would do if somebody broke into our into our house, our sanctuary. Usually, yeah. we're the we're the people breaking and yeah. entering. We we usually well, we it's our I think us three as individuals like to hold power, mm-hmm. yeah. and there's nothing that makes you feel more powerful than breaking into somebody's home. So what do you do if somebody breaks into your house? Well, all that being said, I am pretty you know in in search of a friend. Yeah, pretty open to new people. <laughs> but <laughs> as soon the, as the person that breaks into your house does not know what he's getting into, <laughs> he, he you start crying in joy. I do. <laughs> I you just cannot, break down in tears. You cannot believe a friend is here in your house. <laughs> They've come to me for once. Yeah. I just get overwhelmed with joy. I'm like a dog. I start barking, oh. but out of joy. Okay. Oh. And I just run up to the guy, and I'm just barking my head off. I'm jumping on him, you know, like a so dog. So you pretend to be a dog? Basically, yeah, like a man's best friend is what they you call You don't know him. how to handle your emotions. Very strong emotions, oh. do you? No, no, no. If I feel anything more than a laugh, then... <laughs> I, dog mode. I go straight to dog. I now, get I on all fours. I assume that when this person breaks into your house, he breaks in, starts flashing his flashlight around, and he just seem he just sees crudely put together dummies. You know, maybe a pillow with a uh, pumpkin <laughs> on top of its head, with a smiley face around a table, as if you set up a tea party. Yeah, that's Jethro. <laughs> okay. And you have made just friends mm-hmm. out of just random assortment of items, and you've you know you've had tea parties with them, and well, it's not a tea party. I, 
Jethro, he's allergic to tea. Oh, okay. Well, um, it's it's a, a wine later. and cheese party. Oh, fancy. Yeah, we, we you have classy. a lot of you have a charcuterie board. We we have many charcuterie boards. <laughs> now, what do you think that the home intruder thinks as he breaks into your house and starts looking around, and it's just a bunch of crudely put together dummies set up in situations? Well, assuming he has the same intentions as I do when I break into somebody's house, he was thinking that. He was going to break in and maybe only get one friend. Um, But (laughs) he breaks in and he realizes he's got a whole table of friends. A whole wine and cheese party of friends. Wow. Now, I'm going to ask this, and I expect the honest truth. I expect an honest answer here. Does he break in and see other robbers that have previously broken tied up (laughs) around the table? Yeah. At the the wine and cheese party? (laughs) Well, yeah. But that's that's for their own safety. That's not because I'm, you know doing anything weird with them I you're just, holding yeah you're not yeah, holding them hostage i just don't want them to feel like they've lost a friend when they leave yeah so i don't let them leave because <laughs> i know what it feels like to leave and feel like you've lost a friend because you're not with them anymore so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it gets lonely out there uh are so they all still alive do we have like mummified remains around the table it depends on who's asking okay um they I'm all asking, what, they what? all still move oh rigor mortis hasn't set in <laughs> okay for anybody um, how do they still move do you have do on you their have, own volition do you <laughs> hopefully do you come up behind them and stick your arms between their arms and torso and you pretend like yeah, you're their you arms them? yeah maybe you tie a couple strings to a ceiling fan or a door and you open and close the door and somehow that moves their arms and legs like a marionette doll yeah that as a as a person that often breaks into people's houses, that would be the most horrific thing to walk into. Is to walk into a bunch of crudely made dummies, a few dead previous whoa, hey, robbers, whoa, whoa. and maybe a dead. couple barely living ones, just yeah. kind of moaning and asking for water. No one's been confirmed dead because I haven't checked their pulse. <laughs> yeah, you, you make it easy for robbers to break into your house for this exact reason. I leave my door cracked at yeah. all times. Yeah, you maybe you leave out high-priced value items boxes out on the front porch mm-hmm. to let people know you have valuable things. Yeah, I leave all my jewelry just sitting on the counter and in plain view in front of a yeah. window. Yeah, <laughs> I have a sign out in front of my house that says I have a lot of valuable things. Well, you actually you stand out on your on your porch and you kind of sort of proclaim, um, "Can't believe I've got these family heirlooms here." <laughs> yeah. These jewels are so big, I have to use both hands. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to watch my 85-inch TV. Yeah, I say, oh man, do I have the Midas touch, because everything in my house is made of gold. (laughs) And then, now I drove by the other day, and you were like, dang, I hope my grandma doesn't die tomorrow and leave me all of her money. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I yeah. say she has a vast wealth. I would hate to inherit that. Uh-huh. And then yeah. you reach in and you flip a light switch and all of a sudden they're just a, a dummy grandma and she's just waving in the window. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> she had, there's like a little tube, air tube coming off of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I kind of just like in plain view unplug <laughs> sure, it. Sure, sure. Murder your fake grandma <laughs> for a possible robber. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to inherit all this money. <laughs> Oh, so how many how many robbers a week do you normally get? How many new friends do you normally get? I should ask. The numbers have gone down over the years. Yeah. Um. At first, there it was probably like you know four a month, and as I kind of weeded those out, they I I wasn't able to gain more new friends because yeah. all the, the people that wanted to be friends, you know. Yeah. That pool went down, so the number of people went down. Yeah. yeah. You've you've saturated the market with friends. And also the word's probably out to other people that might rob your house, don't go to that guy's house. You will go in and never come out. Yeah, when the robbers meet up at the Chili's, you know, before work. <laughs> yeah. And they're all kind of talking about what they're gonna what places they're gonna hit. Eventually there's not gonna be as many people at that table yeah, and they're gonna yeah. think, well man, where were where Where's did he Rob? say he went? Where's Rob? Rob the robber. Rob the robber. Yeah, the last guy that came in, he did say that he said he knew better. Um, he said he knew he shouldn't have done this. He was just looking for a big hit. Um, he saw it in the, the robber's newsletter that mm-hmm. goes out every Wednesday um, <laughs> that this is not a house you want to mess with, which I don't get. I'm just looking for friends. Just looking for I'm friends. not trying to mm-hmm. endanger anybody. Yeah, he said there was a whole article that came out about me. And Do you subscribe to the robber that. newsletter? I bet you do. I, I do. That's called market research. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to know what everybody's up to. Yeah. How? What's the best way to lure people? Yeah, in? there you mm-hmm. go. Yeah, profiling. Yeah, you know, you got to set out all the honey if you want to catch a few yeah. ants or whatever you catch with honey. Yeah, yeah, you got it. You got, <laughs> you it. got it. I mean, 
You're, you're probably better at catching intruders flies. than ants. There you go. Yeah. Or flies or any kind of insect, really. Just try to get the best looking, best smelling honey out there. Well, uh, Alan and I will come over and we'll have a wine and cheese party with all your all your yeah, quote unquote friends. Definitely. I just I like hope that. there's enough seating space for yeah, us. I, there's a there's a lot of bodies. Yeah, I'd like to have two <laughs> friends. Up. They're borderline zombies at this point, but <laughs> they they do have to urinate a lot. They drink a lot of wine. Okay, God. a lot of wine. Is that because you're force feeding them wine? Hey, I wouldn't say force. You're saying you're using a lot of words that make me seem like uh-huh. a bad guy. Uh-huh. I would say yes, there is a funnel attached to their mouth, and I you're do, just showing them a good time. Yeah, I do funnel wine into their mouth. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Seems like you answered the question. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody needs a house, or Rob, go to Evans. Everybody, I hear the wine and cheese party is hopping. Somebody needs a new friend. Though. Yeah. If you make it a friend with Evan, you make a friend with about 12 other people, too. Yeah, he comes with an entourage. <laughs> Some of them talk a lot more than the others. All right, Alan, what do you do when an, an intruder enters into your house? When an intruder breaks into my house, fumbling with the door, they're jimmying the lock, they open it to a dark room, I flip on the light switch, and I'm immediately like, okay, I'm glad you're here. Okay. You, you, much like Evan, you, you meet them at the door. Yeah, I, 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 I meet them. I said, guys, I'm, I'm happy you're here. Yeah. We've got a problem. Oh gosh. And I take them over to the floor where I show them a dead body. Oh my God. <laughs> we have an issue here at the Questionable Detour Podcast. <laughs> We've admitted to a lot of crimes today. Okay. You, they break in. You meet them at the door mm-hmm. in a frantic, yeah, friend in a huff. Yeah. In a huff. <laughs> So what you show him a dead body. I'm like, guys, we're in big trouble. We killed him. <laughs> you gaslight them into thinking yes. they were part of the murder. Yes. You okay. say That's this blood is exactly on our hands. Yeah. I start using a lot of plural, a <laughs> lot of plural terminology indicating that they were involved in this murder. <laughs> You knew the robber's name before and Yeah. I said yeah. and it says like Jimmy did this. Well, I just start calling him Rob because technically that's not wrong because he is a robber. He's a robber, sure, yeah. So he thinks, oh, okay, well, yeah, he know he knows me. Maybe maybe I am complicit in this. <laughs> and I, I just kind of start painting events that me and this robber went through prior to this person's murder. Yeah, yeah. And just basically, yeah, gaslighting him into thinking that he helped me commit this crime. You gaslight them in general, too, as if you're in a relationship with them. You just basically gaslight them completely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you I make... Do. I do. <laughs> yeah, they come, they come in and... You know, you show them the dead body, and they're like, "That? What are you talking about? You know, I, I, you, I just got here, and you're like, how dare? <laughs> it was a joke. You can't take a joke. <laughs> yeah, they're freaking out because you know you're pinning a murder on them, yeah. and you're like, you're overreacting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, everyone agrees with me. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, you, you know, you slowly you start breaking his his psyche down, and he. You do your job at gaslighting him, he's like, and you say, I don't know what you want me to say right now. I don't know what's right. And then I get, I'm like, well, you know, come over here and look at us. So I bring him close to the body, and, you know, obviously they're freaking out, and I'm like, don't blame me. Like, I, 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 never, I never meant to hurt you. I never meant to bring you into this. This is, <laughs> you started this. Yeah. Don't make me do this again, yeah, you baby. blame them. <laughs> I'm only, I only went along with it because I was in the car with you. Yeah, and you start you start blaming them for the whole thing, and then you're like, "Why can't you be more like your brother?" No. <laughs> <laughs> he takes responsibility for the things that he does. He takes ownership over his actions. Why can't you be more like Tim? You know, he starts freaking out. And you say, "Stop exaggerating. <laughs> that that's not true. I never said that." And I'm like, okay, I I think you might need professional help. You should you should see someone. And at the end of it, you're like, let's just forgive and forget, okay? Yeah. <laughs> All's well. There's still a dead body in the living room, but I'm I'm just trying to uh, trying to blame this all on on him but before long you had it home invader but eventually you just have somebody you're in a relationship with <laughs> you just, yeah you have broken yeah. them yeah. down and you're just kind of dating a very a very insecure person at that point and we you know eventually them emotionally yeah, yeah. Them emotionally <laughs> they'll they'll fight back maybe and they'll say you know well maybe we should go talk to somebody yeah <laughs> You know, we're standing top of the dead body, you yeah. know. Just standing on top of, like, like a surfing pose? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
uh, you know, maybe we should maybe we should talk to somebody about. It. And at this point, they're just mad that I keep blaming stuff on them. They're like, "Yeah, I'll talk to somebody." Who <laughs> who do you want to talk to? You blame them about anything that goes on in the house. They're just spilled yeah. drink, and you're yeah. like, "What? You why'd you do that?" Yeah, yeah I'm like, "Are you serious? The there are there are dishes. What are they going to wash themselves? Cat litter box isn't empty." And you're like, "I asked you to do this yesterday." <laughs> Am I the only person in the house that knows how to take the trash out? Yeah. <laughs> Some of the blood wasn't spilled off or cleaned up off the ground from where it's leaked from his body. And I'm like, what do you mean you didn't clean this up? You knew I was going to say something about it. Sometimes I wonder why I'm still with you. You know I could do so much better. I could do so. Oh, man. So between you and Evan, it makes me question, as somebody that enjoys breaking and entering, whose house I would rather go to? Would I rather go to Evan's house, who will hold me hostage, where I eventually starve and die of thirst? Or do I go to Alan's house, and while I will live longer, what kind of life will I live being broken down emotionally? Both houses, you're going to find yourself in deeply committed relationships. (laughs) They will not be good. You're both in deeply committed relationships. That is true. But at least at Evan's house, you are no longer in the relationship. Evan's still in the relationship with you. Yeah. After yeah. you pass. Mm-hmm. But sure. at least, you know, you get out of that a little bit quicker. I, and maybe that's why I would maybe break into Evan's house first. I appreciate it. It would be it would be rough. I'd love to have you. Yeah. I'd love to ha- have you. And, and by have, you literally <laughs> mean I would love to have I would you. love to possess you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but back to you, Alan. I do have a question. How often does your house get invaded? Because that means you just have to have a dead body on the ready. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I'm I'm uh, big in with a neighborhood watch uh-huh. in my neighborhood. So when there starts to be a string of break-ins, I immediately Now, is that just a know, giant clock? What's that? The neighborhood watch. The neighborhood watch. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, it's like a second for me to... Yeah, the neighborhood watch. Everybody just has in the center, there's a watch. The neighborhood watch is this giant watch clock statue in the middle of the neighborhood. And whenever robberies happen, people come and they nail a note to the statue (laughs) that says, Robbery happened last night. (laughs) <laughs> things stolen and they just itemize the, the mm-hmm. list it basically it's a, be a copy and paste from what they sent to the insurance and the police <laughs> yeah. but they just they, they, they nail, nail it to nail the neighborhood it watch a metal or stone sculpture yeah <laughs> yeah not very smart people in your neighborhood well no they're not they're not the best it's a gated community of the elderly so okay yeah. <laughs> they've they're they are losing it you find a lot of the notes on the ground next mm-hmm. to the statue yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you know, I, I when I find that there's a little bit of criminal activity in the neighborhood, I, I immediately have to go out and find that dead body. Yeah. Mm. Well, if it's an elderly neighborhood that you live in, you might not have to murder the yeah. people. You just happen you are, upon somebody that has ended their life has yes. ended naturally. You're a, you're a step in the right direction. Yeah. Um, I will, you know, obviously break into their home. Um, <laughs> Step one. The cycle continues. Uh, dressed sort of as a nurse. Now, now, you break into their home, and the next day you go to the neighborhood watch. Mm-hmm. And nailed on the neighborhood watch, it tells about a break-in that happened last night. And one yep. of the itemized things that were stolen was Graham Graham. Yep. Like, it was you. It's like... Um, one old VCR, um, you know, a lazy boy and mammal. <laughs> you suck. Lazy boy and VCR too. I think you have to tell on yourself. <laughs> but that's the perfect way to dissuade people from looking at you. Hmm. You broke into somebody else's chess. house, yeah. but you're going to be the one to tell them what was stolen. Nobody's ever going to look at you. But you take that that old person's mm-hmm. body. Um, they're probably on their last leg anyways. You know. Well, they're dead. So right, they're dead first. Or do you take them while they're still alive? You find the people in hospice care. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I gotcha. Just that's uh, just sort of grim reaper them into my home. Um, <laughs> you walk in with the sight. Though. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How often do you have a home intruder and Gam Gam didn't die quite as soon as you needed her to, and she's just kind of on the floor, labored breathing? More often than I'd like. Okay. <laughs> um, You're like you helped me kill this person. The robber's like she's not even dead. <laughs> 
That brings up a, you know, I, I just, I have to double down on gaslighting. Now, I just say, I knew that's what you'd say. <laughs> you always say this. You're, you're, you're kind of, you're letting your emotions get the best of you right now. She's obviously dead. If you want to criticize me for what we did. <laughs> <laughs> when it was your idea. Yeah. Uh, I mean. It's incredible. That's a, that's, that's, that's a good, your neighborhood sounds very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have a whole statue. Somebody that likes to break in. It makes me worry and worry about the next house I'm going to break into because it could be somebody like you two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to move around a lot, too. So. Oh, God. <laughs> you like never that. know which house you're going to be at. <laughs> We're going to come up on probably our, other than hypotheticals, which is our really foundational segment. We're going to come up on our second most popular segment, and that's giving advice to people in need. I think it would be irresponsible for us to not impart wisdom on the world. And, you know, like Uncle Ben said in Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. And we really hold both. And I think it would be a shame not to give that out to everybody else. So let's let's give a couple people in need some advice. How can I help? What can I do? I want to do a nice thing for you. I need help. All right, so our first piece of advice here, first question. Hi, Questionable Detour. I'm Harris, and I'm from Nebraska. Been listening to your podcast, and I think you are really funny, and I need some advice. And since you guys give great advice, I wanted to, I wanted you to weigh in on the situation. I'm taking a summer class for college and failed a test. How should I go about asking for extra credit or to make up for it? Really hope you guys answer on the podcast. Thanks. Well, That's Harris, don't beg, okay? Well, if we get to your advice, you know, if we feel it necessary to impart grace on you, we will. And luckily, we'll get to it when we get to yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. And that's right now. Luckily, we <laughs> immediately were, we filtered through so many <laughs> different things, Harris, <laughs> Hair Bear, if you will. For us, for us three, Harris, we've never felt a test. No, I think. No. We all had 4.0s in every academic level that we've been to. So we don't know what that's like, but we understand how to interact with humans. Yeah. So how would you guys ask for extra credit from a teacher, maybe after you've, you've bombed, a, bombed a test? If I, if I was going to give you any advice, Harris, it's this. If you're going to grovel to a teacher for extra credit or a way to make up for your past mistakes, such as failing a test, I don't care who your teacher is. Wear as little clothing as you can oh, get away with. Absolutely. <laughs> It's the great. I was going to go there, shorts. too. It's a great advice, yeah. The shortest shorts by the name Harris. I'm assuming you're male. That may be big in 2023, but the smallest top you can wear. I hear Baby Gap yeah. is a great place yeah. to buy clothes to grovel exactly. to, a, to a teacher. Yeah, I don't mean clothes that have been cut off. I mean clothes that were made very small, like they wouldn't fit your body. <laughs> like something from a Baby Gap yeah. or an infant store. Yeah, Try to fit in those bad boys. <laughs> And then make your way up Try, to your class. Even the shoes. Even wear, like, little shoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just fit your size 10 or 11 feet into maybe a 2 or a 3 or a 5. Yeah. I don't know what the small. 2 to 5-year-old or however yeah. they measure baby clothes. Yeah. Try to try to get one on each toe or something. <laughs> <laughs> and walk into your professor's office like the weird little clown that you are. Each, each leg. You couldn't fit the baby shorts on one leg, so you <laughs> Maybe four shorts on each leg. Yeah. The weird little clown makeup, that clown outfit you have on. You want them to wear clown makeup too? No, not the makeup. Don't, okay, don't okay. wear makeup. That's too That's far. Too okay. Far. <laughs> okay. I'm glad we know where the line is. Yeah, yeah. I just meant the, the outfit that you're wearing. Head into their office and really just get down on your hands and knees and mm-hmm. beg from the bottom of your heart. Say, I don't have much to live for. Just a bunch of baby clothes. Yeah, just all I have on me is the clothes on my back. It's the barely, baby clothes yeah, on the my back. Barely on, on your back. Yeah. You turn too quickly and <laughs> it probably pops off like a rubber band. Exactly. And that'll garner all kinds of sympathy because he'll be like, you don't have a lot of clothes on your back. If that's all you have, then you need a better grade. <laughs> You need some way out of this. If you were a teacher, Evan, would you give your student extra credit if that were their tactic? 100%. Especially if they you were... You would the give s- them 100%? No. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, I may deduct points before I do give them extra credit just because they did this whole charade. Oh, okay. But it is worth it to get the extra credit. Yeah, you may get some more You lose points five well. points, but you gain 10. Exactly. Okay. Um, or you just lose a lot of points and then you only gain some. <laughs> 
Which is okay. You only asked how to get extra credit. Yeah. <laughs> so that, and if they, especially if they slip me like a 20. Oh, okay. Then they're in the clear. So I guess that's my next advice is just slide a bill. Pay them off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but definitely wear baby clothes. Definitely. You gotta <laughs> wear baby clothes it. is a must. It's, it's the, the first money step. won't work if you don't wear the baby clothes. It's how you break them down so you can build them back up with the money. Gotcha. Just imagine you pay them in coins, but you can see every coin in the pocket because the shorts are on so <laughs> tight. You can you only see, get one coin out you, at a time too. You, so you're like you slowly know, putting it on his desk. The teacher knows exactly how much money is in your pocket before you take it out of the pocket. That's that's how tight those clothes are. My advice, Harris, is, you know, failing sucks. You, you, there's nothing that makes you feel worse as a person than failing. And that's it's on tests, and that's in life as well. And I would try to make your teacher fail. Now, your teacher's not taking tests such as you, but you need to bring him down to your level, your failure level. You failed a, te- you failed a test. You're a failure. So here's what I would do. Since he doesn't take tests, and you can't make him fail a test, I would make him fail in the rest of his life. Fail at home with his wife. Maybe his wife asks... And to take the trash out. He does. He's a good guy. Your teacher's a good guy. He's a professor at a college. That's impressive. No, no. He takes the trash out. They go to bed. You take the trash from the outside trash can. Take it back into his house. That way, the next morning, his wife wakes up. The trash was never taken out. Gets mad at your professor. You know, maybe his wife asked him to pick up the kids from school after work. Well, he does because, again, he's a good guy. He's not like you. He didn't fail. Kidnap his kid. Take him back to the school. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that way, it seems like he never picked up his kids. No, that's some advice that we do give on this podcast. That's yeah. kidnap people's mm-hmm. kids. <laughs> um, but no, that any advice where you're degrading a person's life outside of the situation that you're in, that's any advice I can that, give. Honestly, it works I can a lot of situations, that. yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe his wife asked him to mow the lawn. He does. Again, not a failure like you. Get all the grass clippings. Put it all back on the lawn. Mm, that's you it. Know, yeah. Mend that grass back together. <laughs> yeah. Take it. scotch tape. <laughs> Each blade of grass. Tape the grass together. Yes. <laughs> so it looks That'll like he, get him. Yeah. It looks as <laughs> if he has never mowed the lawn. We don't, you'll have other situations. We, just, so, you know. we really don't want you to be brought down on your own if you're going down bring some bring it that teacher down with you yeah exactly <laughs> but anyway what that will do harris is eventually your professor will be broken down to the point where they no longer have any confidence in who they are so when you come groveling for extra credit they'll just give it to you because they they see themselves as a complete failure i'm sure at this point they have been divorced or at least the papers have been sent to them you probably will see it on their desk the papers and they'll give you that extra credit and maybe just kind of push the papers a little closer to them be like probably want to sign that and just leave (laughs) you'll know you're good when you can sit in your seat in the class and smell the menthol cigarettes <laughs> from your desk you'll know yeah. you'll you'll know exactly when to when to lay that on that's you. the sweet spot <laughs> but yeah make them fail outside in their life and eventually you will succeed in yours that's the that's the way the life works yeah. if you can step on other people to reach your goals you'll eventually find success you have to bring other people down to build yourself up. Gosh, the Q, where's the QD stamp? Where's for that? the QD guarantee? Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, where? Gosh, all right, Alan. What do what do you what advice do you give to Harris? Harris, if you if you didn't study for that test, if you ended up failing and it was it was just a mistake on your part, you won't do it again. You're a good guy. Go up to your teacher, ask for extra credit, tell him you didn't have time to study. Because he had a death in the family. Invite that teacher to a funeral. Not, obviously you didn't have a family member die. You forgot to study because you were up late watching young Sheldon. <laughs> but. Harris deserves you know to fail. Harris <laughs> deserves to fail if he's watching that. But just tell him off the bat, your, your grandfather died. Go to the local funeral home. Take your teacher with him. Say, I'll be right back. I've got to I've got to go stand with my family. You go stand up there by a stranger's dead body with a stranger's family. And you start <laughs> consoling people as they come up to you. Sorry for your loss. I'm, I'm so sorry. Thank you for coming. It's good to see you. <laughs> Hadn't seen you since college. Good, yeah. to, good to see you. Your professor sees you mingling with people who aren't your family, and he see, he thinks, man, well, again, it's a he. A, yeah, obviously. Obviously, it's a he. Um, he thinks, you know what, this guy, he's he's really in a predicament here. He's got a dead family member. I'm, I'm sure that's the reason why he was uh, why he failed this test. Doesn't matter that the family's black. <laughs> We assume Harris is white. Yeah, we assume Harris is white. Well, a lot of assumptions here. Yeah. <laughs> Harris is He's from, from Nebraska. Harris I mean, is from Nebraska. Yeah. I, I think that's a pretty safe yeah, assumption. I don't know what the demographic is, but we can assume. 
Yeah, you just uh, you just pretend like you had a dead family member. Yeah. Don't let the race of the person dissuade you. Um, tell them you're adopted. Yeah. If if it's a black funeral you stumble on, Hispanic funeral, you tell them that you were adopted and that it's racist for them to even ask. That's <laughs> you're Pull just light skinned. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you know, I, you're a failure, Harris. Don't don't we understand that you're a failure, yeah. but you're not a liar. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to lie, kill a family member. Let actually. Mm. Have a funeral of a family member. And Take every member of your family and do a pro and con list. <laughs> say, if, if this person dies, if Aunt Ethel, if she were to kick the bucket right now, what good and bad situations would that put you in? Pro and con list. Pro, she's got a, she's got a nice house in the cul-de-sac. Maybe it'll go to you. Mm-hmm. Con, she's got a terrible little terrier that also might go to you. <laughs> Con, her husband's still alive. You'll have to you'll have to hang out with him more. He'll be pretty lonely, and he's a mean drunk. Oof. So far, two cons for yeah. Anne Ethel. So maybe she lives. Yeah, maybe maybe she lives. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think I think I think you know I think you know make pro con list. Kill, yeah. kill a family yeah. member yeah. if you don't want to lie. You got if you, to, you know if you have a moral standard. You know, and I, don't I do want to make one thing clear that we said earlier. You're not a failure, or you don't deserve to fail if you're watching Young Sheldon. Mm-hmm. But if it's keeping you up at night, mm-hmm. then yeah. Yeah, yeah, you probably if you do. can't miss one minute <laughs> of Young Sheldon, I think you've already failed. Yeah, just in general, yeah. I just want to make sure that was Harris. Fun. Harris is sitting at home right now listening to this, and he's like, "I don't even watch <laughs> Young Sheldon. Why are they judging me for something I don't do?" But there you go, Harris. Uh, if you need extra credit for the failing test, Evan's advice was to wear baby clothes tight as possible and then pay them off. <laughs> My advice was to help them fail at every other aspect of their life, your professor's life, and they won't have any confidence and will give you your extra credit. And Alan's advice was to fake a death of a family member, or if you have a moral standard, go ahead and kill a family member. That way you don't have to lie. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they'll see how good you are and we'll see that you were going through a lot. You'll get that extra credit. But, um, yeah, there you go, Harris. Hope hope you do better in college. Probably stop watching Young Shell. Then I think that's an yeah. Advice. I mean, it's sort of a it, red flag yeah. for anybody. Shouldn't um, really be in, even been a TV show. The original Big Bang wasn't even a good sitcom. So you the know, fact there's a spinoff is crazy. Yeah, yeah. But um. All right. Well, what's our next advice? All right. Well, this one's from Ashley. Ashley says, I broke a sink. I wasn't feeling well, and I was leaning on it. However, it was in the single bathroom we have at my job, and I was so incredibly anxious. I didn't say it was me before leaving, but was never asked about it. I'm so afraid for some reason, and it's making me cry. Should I text them now after hours and confess, or wait till the repercussions tomorrow? Um, man, Ashley, that's that's tough. You sound like a big gal to break a sink in a bathroom. Incredible Hulk. Yeah. You were just leaning over it crying and you broke it? I don't know. They, they don't make sinks like they used to. Y- you have been saying yeah. that a lot. They don't You're make very sinks old like man they used when to. it comes to that. Back in my day. <laughs> uh, what advice would y'all give to Ashley? Should she be the bigger person and admit to breaking the sink? Or should she see or should she just kind of ignore it and see if the situation kind of goes away? I would say admit to it, but still make it be their fault. Mm, yeah. So this is a single person bathroom. I don't know if you guys are super familiar with those. Um, they're very uncomfortable. They're very small. You don't feel like you got enough room to stretch out. You you like to do like yoga and Pilates in your single person bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like to do like to stretch out the yoga mat. Do a little bit of downward dog. You know, um, just before I before I uh, use the bathroom, just to get the insides kind of moving around. But blame it on them for having a small bathroom. Be- sue the company because you have a medical condition where you have to poop in a thirty by thirty room. <laughs> That's not enough space. And <laughs> if you if you don't have your thirty by thirty room, you might rip a sink off the wall. Yeah. You need room to run. You need a good sound barrier so that nobody hears you outside. And who likes to poop alone? Yeah, bring a friend. (laughs) Yeah. It's a single bathroom. Going to the bathroom is a social event. And if they have a single bathroom, that's creating a barrier between you and your friends. They need to have a full bathroom so you can poop next to your friends. Let's face it, Ashley, you're you're a girl. We're not familiar with this, but girls go to the bathroom with each other they tend to go in herds yeah. droves flocks you sort of open the gate and they all go in gaggles yeah you don't have any room in there for your friends yeah you probably got you probably got so mad it probably You're didn't pro- even have anything to do with the explosive diarrhea you had Gosh, you probably yes. got so mad that your friends weren't in there you rip that sink off that wall 
Yeah, and let's be real. You probably ripped the sink off the wall because you had explosive diarrhea, completely missed the toilet, and you needed to distract yes. the yes. people cleaning it from the explosive diarrhea off the wall. Mm-hmm. So you're like, I should break the sink What's and I'll distract One them. plumbing problem is going to be worse than another. So you clog that toilet up. You're like, man, what can I do to keep people's eyes off the toilet while I can rip yeah. the sink off the yeah. wall? There you go. And I bet it worked. I bet they did. They yeah. still haven't noticed yeah. the absolute mess that mm-hmm. you've left in there. But if that doesn't work, sue your company because... Because you probably should get a doctor's note, forge a doctor's note, (laughs) open up Microsoft Word, type yourself out a doctor's note saying that you have to poop in a 30 by 30 room and that anything smaller and you'll flip out. Yeah. And that's a, me- that's a medical term is flip out. Yeah. Doctors use it all the time. Make sure you include on there the clause. It has to be able to hold a small X Games yes. competition. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It should be able to fit a half pipe. Yeah, it's really important in that doctor's Yeah, room. yeah. But I think that's good. I think the bathroom was too small. Yeah. It's not your fault, Ashley. That's, that, that, that sucks for you. Pass the blame on to somebody else. It's you the, don't deserve this. The mark of a true adult is to put the blame and responsibility on somebody else. That's real true. Ne- never take responsibility for your actions what about you evan what's your what's your advice to ashley about her situation so my advice was gonna be similar to what alan was talking about and which is always a good sign it i say this yeah. every time this pops up when we say kind of the generally the same thing you know it's accurate because mm-hmm. that, that just means we're all on the same page yeah it was gonna be do anything you can to distract from the sink mm-hmm. so really just go tear apart the rest of the restroom. yeah that's a good that's a good um, point because you it. well you you've had explosive diarrhea all over the toilet yeah, wall. Yeah. You broke the sink to distract from that. Well, now you need something to distract from the sink. Yeah, exactly. So you just really want to get in there and mess up that bathroom. Distract from the <laughs> sink as much as you can. Draw as much attention away. How, how, how should she distract from the sink? What's your advice for distracting from that mess? Now, a little pocket strategy I like to employ pretty much any time i get into any situation or i need to do anything is small start a small trash can fire yeah you you, you mm. love a trash can start fire. multiple small trash can fires <laughs> if you need to um and then blame it on the coworker that you hate the most yep yeah um say oh i just saw terry come out of there terry's been bugging you for years God, keeps terry asking sucks. you terry about sucks. all your deadlines yeah. Yeah. tries to make water cooler conversation oh. with you like ah. has bad breath yeah, has bad breath. Keeps asking you if you've seen a movie Gosh. from like the '60s, and then when you haven't, he ruins it. Yeah, he, like, he ruins it, and then but he keeps asking you yeah. if you've seen it yet, and you're like, no, I'm not gonna watch the movie, Terry. <laughs> Seems very personal. Yeah, anyway. very very specific. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. This is this comes from a guy who works at home. Yeah, <laughs> you don't see Terry at the water cooler, but I feel like you do. <laughs> I hate Terry. But yeah, just blame it on him. Set off the smoke detectors. And if you need to, if that's not working and then nobody's believing you, my next advice would just be to try to fix it. Get some duct tape, shoddily fix that thing, put it back yeah. together so that the next person that leans on it ah, breaks it. Ah, that's good. Right. That's a good one. It's no longer your problem. You could basically make in the toilet some paper mache mm-hmm. with all of the paper towels and stuff in there. Form the broken parts of the sink. There you go. There you go. Paint it white mm. with the soap. <laughs> With the soap. You just MacGyver yeah. that sink back really together. Jimmy rig it. That's right. That way, if somebody else comes and leans on it, they break it, they're to blame. And yeah. then you can put candy in it, go in there with a bat, uh, break it, <laughs> and it's like a pinata and you there get candy. Is. And there then they're is. not going to blame you because they're like, that's really fun. That, they're mm-hmm. like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't realize... know the sink had a ton of candy in it. Yeah, I didn't realize we had such a fun sink. And then they'll go buy a new one, try to break it, yeah. and candy won't come out this time. <laughs> and you'll be like, idiots. <laughs> you broke a sink. <laughs> For me, Ashley, mine's going to be to dodge responsibility as well and maybe blame other people. I, I think that, in the end, is the foundation mm-hmm. of our yeah. advice. Yeah. Yeah. That's the um, foundation of our podcast, mm-hmm. really. You really. <laughs> so I, I found it interesting in your wording, Ashley, in your email. You, you made it seem like they're going to guess it's you no matter what. You, you basically said, should I go and confess or wait for the repercussions to happen? I, I need to ask you, Ashley, and write back and tell us. Why do they expect it to be you automatically? Why will they walk into the single person bathroom and automatically assume they, they see the sink on the bathroom floor and they go, Ashley did this. Why, <laughs> why Ashley? This is obviously Ashley's doing. I Listen, I don't know you, Ashley. I don't know you from Adam or Steve. You know, My advice would be to get, to get the heat off of you. I would go to other establishments and break their sink. So all of a sudden, one sink's broken. They automatically assume it's you from your wording. But all of a sudden, the business park that 
that you probably work at has a string of broken sinks, all of a sudden they don't go, well, this this can't be Ashley because other businesses also have broken sinks. So all of a sudden you have the heat off of you completely. All of a sudden you have a serial sink breaker at large and that will get the heat off you completely and maybe they will blame somebody else. But basically, dodge responsibility, put it on somebody else. I like that, yeah. That works in a lot of situations too. Um, if anyone's trying to blame you of anything, just go do a bunch of that throughout town. Yeah. And they'll think there's just a serial whatever. Yeah, I think that's why serial killers have killed so many. They yeah. accidentally kill one person. They go, well, now i got to kill about 25 more. Mm-hmm. That's so, what I was going to say. If anybody ever if anybody ever accuses you of murder, just go murder a bunch of people. They make office can't be Then huge. they'll be like, oh, it obviously wasn't them. A bunch of people died. Yeah. And then, so. <laughs> inevitably, when, like most serial killers, there ends up being a copycat at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, at some point, you could stop breaking sinks because somebody else is going to want that attention and yep. they're going to start breaking sinks. You're off the hook. Yeah. What do you think uh, the name of a serial sink breaker would be? The sink twink. Sink twink. Yeah, maybe they'll use those in the tabloids. <laughs> the sink twink strikes again. <laughs> oh man but there you go ashley um alan said re- dodge responsibility sue your company make them seem at fault for that the fact that you had to poop in a small bathroom that's a violation of human rights we're not animals right mm-hmm. uh evan said blame it on another co-worker but first break the rest of the bathroom so it makes the sink issue seem less bad and i said break a whole bunch of other sinks at other establishments it'll get the heat off of you and maybe uh the sink twink will be born (laughs) but uh (laughs) 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 oh but there i hope uh, to ashley and joseph i hope y'all's life is better because of it you 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 reach self-actualization now that you've been given our advice but uh, all right boys any last comments to the the people give a give a give us a one-liner wisdom let's say don't ever don't ever take any crap from an old man <laughs> do you mean that literally or figuratively don't if he ever hands you a bag of dog crap <laughs> do not ever take it out of his hand he is up to something <laughs> that's good that is fishy it's fishy all right, Evan, what's a, give me a one-liner wisdom for the people. A picture may be worth a thousand words. Mm-hmm. Whatever's written on a piece of paper is worth however many words are there. So couldn't that be worth more <laughs> if they just wrote more words? Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. That's not really wisdom and advice, but it was philosophical. Just if you're ever having to choose between a picture or a piece of paper with a thousand and one words, take the piece of paper. Mathematically, you're getting more bang for your yeah, buck. exactly. Yep. Anyway, that's it. That's it for today. If you have a hypothetical you want us to answer, if you need advice, email us, questionabletourpodcast at gmail.com. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. We've, One week know, off was rough. It, it was. I think there was a little, like it, little bit of peace in me died. Yeah. It, that just what piece of me was missing for sure and like the prodigal son it came back sure and now and now yeah. i have all yeah. four limbs and that i think it's a big deal for me my heart was shrunk to the size of a pea and now it's the size of maybe an eggplant oh my god uh you need to go to the you hospital went, you went right to eggplant <laughs> and not only is it larger it's misshapen <laughs> <laughs> all right now y'all want to be done yes yeah. all right expect the detour